and welcome to the 93rd episode of NL Feast. I'm your host, Brandon. No Sam today. He's globetrotting. I got my dad for the Father's Day episode. Mud, radio legend is here. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me on. You know, you're used to having uh, Spencer Strider as your guy, the guy with the mustache, (laughs) uh, uh, Sam. And boy, he knows his baseball. I don't know as much as he does. But uh, I can get by. I'm an original Met fan, so it's easy, mm-hmm. you know. And we learned together. You and I went to uh, exactly. so many games, so I'm ready to play the uh, Strider role, I guess, the right? Strider. I know. You didn't uh, shave your goatee into a mustache today. No. It's okay. No. I'll allow it for this one. But, yeah, we got the special Father's Day episode. But you have the history that Sam or myself don't have. So you have the Mets history and the baseball history. On your side. Well, I do, and I'm very upset right now with the uh, current uh, situation with the team. You and I always have those conversations uh, nightly. I mean, they're a drag. I mean, the, the team really <laughs> stinks. I mean, to have those those old dinosaur pitchers and to bank your entire franchise on the yes. guy Lindor drives me <laughs> up a wall. Like, he never comes through. So, I mean, when I look back on history of the, of the New York Mets, I'm thinking Cleon Jones and Jerry Kuzman and Tom Seaver and the Crane and even Art Shamsky are crying out loud. Art Shamsky over a guy like Lindor. So I do love that uh, history of the team. A very exciting team. You know, come on, like uh, uh, 1986 to me, you know, game six. Yeah. I mean, I think about it all the time. How can you forget that? That's uh, amazing stuff. So that is the history. And I think what you touched on, too, with the Mets is they have older older pitchers. And I don't think they really had an option, too, because the farm system was barren and they don't have any young starting pitchers. But the teams that won historically on the Mets, 69, young pitchers. 86, pretty much young pitchers. I think Bob Ojeda was older then, right? Yes. But And even the 2015 Mets, all the young guys, the Harvey DeGrom crew. So... That's what this team is miss- missing. And also, you mentioned, mentioned Spencer Strider. The Braves have that. I mean, they have older pitchers, but they have Spencer Strider. Um, the Mets have no young pitching. Even Carrasco's like a young guy, and he's like 36. Right. And that, and that's bad, you know, because you want that youth. The youth is very important youth. on a team. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's great you have the baby Mets, but uh, the, the pitching's going to kill you. Because pitching wins baseball games, and that is what the New York Mets have always uh, – you know, uh, built their teams around having uh, fantastic pitchers, mm-hmm. you know, and they had them in the, you know, in triple A, double A, they brought them up and they, they nurtured mm-hmm. them. They nurtured them. Right. I mean, it wasn't a big hitting team. They had some, you know, hitting heroes that, you know, would deliver. And that's what I find with the team right now. These, these people are, they're spending so much money on, they don't deliver. They yes. I mean that Lindor. I mean, every night I scream <laughs> about that guy. I mean, he, he, he's killing the team. Like, wh- what is that guy? I mean, he's great yes. on television commercials. He's a funny guy, yes. an affable-looking defen- guy. Good defensively, too. Very good defensively. So, so I mean, they should have gotten another Bud Harrelson, the guy yes. who couldn't hit, but defensively, very good. Uh, or, or, or what, what was uh, he? Ray Ardonia. Ray, 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 <laughs> right, exactly. So that yeah. that's the one thing that drives me crazy about the team. But, you know. I'm I know. S- it, s- yeah. With, with the older pitchers, and I guess to a lesser extent, Lindor, it's like Steve Cohen treated them. He's like, he, it was a high risk uh, purchase. You know, he's a stock guy. It was a high risk purchase, but it was also like an old reliable one. So it was like buying Apple too late. You know, <laughs> he got into the Apple game too late. Or right. Google too late. He invested right. in. Um, 
So yeah, you need the he needs the up and coming, the the uh, new Apple startups to invest in. Uh, but the Mets don't have that right now. So yeah, no, I agree with you. It's a uh, not a fun team to watch, and I think over the next couple weeks, it'll it'll we'll figure out if this team is like if we're totally going to go to bed with this team. Not that sounds weird, but you know what I mean, like totally go to sleep. <laughs> right. Totally go to sleep uh, on watching the Mets because I know you used to say that you in the early '90s those bad Mets teams the wasn't that also considered the worst team money can buy? Wasn't that like the well, I call the them the dark. Well, I call them the dark years because at that time, um, you know, they they were bad, and uh, you were uh, going to be my uh, son. You're in uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in mom's belly, and uh, you know, and then that, that's all that mattered to me. The Mets were terrible. We went to the first game at Camden Yards. You were there, you know, in uh, in spirit. Mom's belly, and uh, we went to game one on April 1st, 1992. Willie Randolph was on that New York Met team. It was freezing. Snowflakes at Camden Yards. We had crab (laughs) cakes. They lost, but that's okay. It was a cool stadium, you know? So, yeah, I I went dark on the New York Mets at that time, but then, of course, I came back, and I really came back really uh, powerful with them uh, in uh, 99. Sure. That team with – uh, I thought it was very exciting. I liked the guy that he had two terms of duty, not Jeremy Burnett's. Who was the other guy? Oh, oh Cedeno. Cedeno, yeah. yeah. Two terms of duty. He was tremendous. You know, I, I like that yeah. excitement that uh, Cedeno brought to the team at that time. But it wasn't a fun team to watch, that's for sure, you know? Yeah, so well, it was until the end, right? Wasn't that the... the no, I'm talking about er- earlier on. I'm sorry, I oh, jumped... earlier on. Earlier early on, 90s, but yes, okay. at the end, yeah, it was very exciting what went on, you know? Sure. I was on the, I was on the floor... fresh black jerseys, too. I know. I was on the floor of where we were living at the time in South Florida, pounding on the, on the, on the carpet, you know, uh, what was going on, because it was exciting <laughs> ball. And then, of course, 2000... It was great to see the Mets play the Yankees, but you knew what the outcome was going to be at that yes. point. You know, it's so. funny because if you look back on that lineup, because that's my first Mets team, that 2000s lineup, aside from Piazza, it was like not that great. Not that great. Also, Cedeno was gone then, and they had and Olerud was gone, and they had Zeal and Ventura, who were like the. Verlander Scherzer offensively. <laughs> right, time, exactly. Right? Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the legendary Nunnally. Don't forget Nunnally. <laughs> of course. Nunnally. How could you forget? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, I always say this. Being a Mets fan, I was like, I would like for a month to just follow another team. Like, follow the Twins for a month because there's no way they lose to the effect the Mets do. There's no way there's that much drama. And also, off the field, weird shit. There's no way that it's as dramatic as the Mets. I think the Mets have a special knack for drama in a negative fashion and positive fashion, but 85% negative fashion. There's always something. It's so new. You got to say, oh, that's so New York Mets. You know what I mean? When you think about things. Yeah. It's always that way. But that's why they're they're a fan favorite team all over the country. Mm -hmm. Met fans are everywhere. You know that. You know, that's the thing with that team. So, uh, and I don't know why. and I think also the the to go way back, the Brooklyn Dodgers had that blue collar thing, and like your father, my grandfather, that those that blue collar energy transferred to the Mets when they came around, and the lovable losers thing. So I think that's also in having the evil empire across town, and that seemed like more. I know it's not necessarily the case, but that seems like more like the white collar, Trumpy team is the Yankees. Okay. You know? 
but maybe yeah. not necessarily, but I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and, and, and the thing is that really, if, if you were a national league fan, the Brooklyn Dodgers left, the giants left, you know, mm-hmm. there's no way. Well, I like baseball. I'm going to watch the American League because, you know, there's a big difference. Today, it's the same thing, which really stinks. That's another subject. You know, <laughs> there's no differentiation between the leagues. Yeah. And to me, that drives me nuts. Not that I like when the pitcher comes up in, the, you know, in the, the ninth inning and there's runners on you sure. and your pitcher's losing one to nothing and you got to take them out. I'm like, oh, no, what are you going to do? You know, so it's much better with that. But it just takes out the the way the game was meant to be played. You know, there had to be a difference sure. between the two leagues. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like a general movement in all the sports too, you know, because like it's like basketball just has the two conferences and it's just like 12 teams. I don't know how many. I don't know anything about basketball. But they have just have like tons of teams in one giant yeah. conference, you know. And I hope they don't do that with with, uh, with Major League Baseball. It would be that terrible. It would be lame. Um, but because I mean, but, I feel like well, let's face it, it was cool in, in the old days where the American League would have a different ball. There were some different rules. Even the umpires would wear those crazy chest protectors. You knew, oh, it's an American League game. That's boring. They stink. You know, they're lower than the National League. You know, that's how I would look at it. I couldn't watch a minute of a Yankee game. I'd fall asleep waiting for the uh, Twilight Zone or the Honeymooners to come on after the Yankees uh, would lose or win, yes. you know, and that's what For I sure. do all the time. But yeah, but now it's it's all the same, unfortunately, you know. Yes, yeah, for sure. I, and I think also with baseball, it has all these weird idiosyncrasies, so that it, it fit the sport that there were two different variations of the game because baseball always has weird, has the balk, it you know, it has unique things in it. That's like it makes sense that there was that there were two different. Uh, two different American League, two different leagues that had different set of rules and, like you said, uh, different looks to the umpire. Like, it made sense for this sport in particular. Even the unis were different on some of the, the teams. You look at, like, the the Oakland Athletics, you know, uh, no National sure. League team was going to look that way. Of course, the, yes. although the, the Pirates had a interesting look, you know, and Montreal did uh, as well. But for the most part, it was very American League. Well, you know, <laughs> the look is different, yeah. you know. The smell is different, just different. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking Father's Day. What and I mentioned that uh, that your father is a big Brooklyn Dodgers fan. What is your favorite memory of going to a game with your dad or or uh, oh, that, any ex- baseball experience? Well, that's like funny. That. So we'd always go to games, and uh, you know when when you and I went go to games, we sit like pretty crazy uh, up front. I had the opportunity mm-hmm. of uh, being uh, in radio, you know, sure. so I get the seats right up front. I sit there like the commissioner of baseball with yeah. you, but. With my dad, he'd you know spend the bucks, and we wouldn't have the best seats. So I remember we went to a game uh, when um, Willie Mays became a Met. It was a big thing in New York. Mays a Met within a week, so he becomes a New York Met, and I'm sitting up in the, in the bleachers of Shea Stadium, way up, way up top, you know. And uh, Willie Mays comes up the bat, and I'm a little boy, and he, and. They say, you know, Willie Mays, you know, and my father yells out, come on, Willie. And I said, you know, Willie Mays? He goes, sure, I do. And everybody was laughing because if he knew Willie Mays, I wouldn't be sitting where I was was sitting. (laughs) But that's one of the greatest memories uh, I remember. But how cool 
is that, you know, Willie Mays becomes a New York Met, huh? How yes. about that hype in New York City? How cool was that? Yes, he played pretty right. good ball, though, for a little bit there. Hey, at the and now his numbers, numbers retired, too. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too, how it's Willie Mays, because I feel like that story uh, would still be great, but if it was, like, Art Shamsky, who you mentioned, it's like, you know Art Shamsky? Yeah, <laughs> right, Art Shamsky, yeah. Who, who really, you know, he, he came through. Those are like players really weird on those New York Met teams. Those players would come through. You know, Jerry Grody, the great catcher, always would come through. You wouldn't get nervous. Oh, no, there's two outs or, or, or whatever. There's one out and he's going to hit into a double play and they're going to lose the game. You know, no, there's always a chance. Jerry Grody's up. Always a chance. Mm-hmm. Dave Kingman's up. He's going to strike out or hit a home run. Always a chance. Uh, uh, the crane, those players, and that's why I go crazy. I see Lindor, and I'm going, oh, is he going to pop up? Is he going to strike out or hit into a yeah. double play? Oh, my God, he had a hit. Can you believe it? You know, and that usually doesn't happen. Yeah, I feel like that's also a byproduct of the modern game, too, where people are looking to hit home runs more. And there's, and that's why you're a big fan of McNeil, because he's more an old-school contact guy. Absolutely. He's going to hit a few home runs, but he's not necessarily looking for – Hit, looking to hit a bomb, you know, and that ends up in a strikeout. Dave Kingman would be a perfect modern-day baseball player, really. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. He'd be, he'd be hitting bombs or striking out. Um, so, yeah, I think that's also a byproduct of that. It's like the more balls were hit in play, and hopefully, and I feel like that was the intention with these new rules, too, with like eliminate, eliminating the shift was like people were going to hopefully make more contact and, you know, get through the holes in the infield, but. I don't know. But it's like when you watch games, even take a guy like uh, Pete Rose, the greatest baseball player ever, right? So you you watch him, you know something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Even if the guy walks, he's going to run, run like hell to get the first base. I mean, something always happened with a guy like him. And that's what, you know, I like McNeil. He's he's, uh, Pete Rose light, I'll call him. You know, certainly (laughs) not there, but... He's yes. pretty good, though. You know, I feel confident. Like, if if you, you, the game's on the line, you, you want Jeff McNeil to bat, in my opinion, I think. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you if you uh, played baseball, or when you were a kid and you imagined playing for the Mets, what position would you have played, do you think? Second base Second base was, I always thought it was, like, the easiest position, you know? <laughs> you don't get many balls. Yeah. I'd be like Charlie Brown out there. No, don't hit it to me. Don't hit it to me. For oh, sure. you hit it to me. Okay, I can pick up the ground yes. there and throw it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're, you're good enough where you're not playing in right field, picking the grass and sitting on the ground like that kid. Right, know? exactly. The, the Dante kid who was on my – my little league team. Um, what if Dante was a major league player now and we didn't even know it? That's right. <laughs> it's Dante, it's Dante Bichette. But Dante Bichette, that's who it is. Yeah. See, And you don't um, even know that uh, a big Vogelback uh, is yeah. your age, grew up in Fort Myers when you were in Fort yes. Myers, played little league in Fort Myers. When you played little league in Fort Myers, you may have played against him. You know what's uh, funny? Yeah. I have a recollection of the – one time a kid hit a home run against my little league team, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Um, a kid on the a kid on the Reds, the Little League Reds, big blonde kid, a lefty also. Could have been Vogelback. I don't know if Vogelback had blonde hair then. <laughs> hit a bomb and he was massive too. And it's a one time I don't know if you were at that game. I assume well, you I went were. to all the games, yeah. You went to all the games, yeah. So 
Uh, but he hit a bomb, like he hit an actual home run, and that was like the craziest thing I'd ever seen in Little League. So that could have been Vogelback. I'm holding to it that that could right. Have been and now, what happened to Vogelback? You know, yeah. <laughs> what's the Come deal, on, dude? You got dude. to harken back to yeah. those days yeah. as a red. What's What's the deal, my man? You know, so I, I feel bad for Vogelback because I feel like he's been the scapegoat for the Mets sucking, and it's like, yeah, he's been terrible this year, but. The guy doesn't deserve all, all the the fury of Mets fans and and uh, FAN radio. You know he doesn't deserve the fury of that because he sucks. Yeah, but so many other Mets have been underperforming. Like you mentioned, your guy Lindor. So I don't know. I feel bad for Vogelback, and maybe it's because he seems like a nice Chris Farley guy. I don't know. <laughs> but, right, right, exactly. Yeah. But you know, I hope you know. Look, the once uh, the trading deadline's only maybe uh, a month away, away, right? A month yeah. away or six weeks away? Excuse me. Six it's, weeks, yeah. yeah. So um, at that point, who knows? You know, maybe Coney will do um, uh, something. I don't know. If he- yeah, I mean, I think these next few weeks are so important for the Mets because honestly, then they can say, if they're out of it, it's like sell off pieces like Mark Canna, Escobar. Adovino, Robertson, just sell them off, try to get some pitching prospects or something. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's funny because I, I was also thinking that in the 80s, if this was the Mets record, they would already be dead in the water pretty much, right? Oh, yeah. Because of, because of the three wild card spots, they're like, what, four games back today or something? It's like possible that, that yes. they could make one of the wild card slots. And I, I guess that's good for, you know, gives teams more interest in fans, more interest in watching a full season. So I guess that's good in that regard. But it's like those late 80s Mets, like the 89 Mets and the 85 Mets had, what, 90 win seasons and 90 plus wins, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's right. So I think that is, it depends on how you look at it, but I think it's an advantage that I guess tons of teams can be in, in in for the full season and the fans can be invested in the full season. Um, Totally. Yeah, although I'll probably... I'll probably stop watching the Mets if they're if they're totally out of it in July. Yeah, we've been um, totally going dark, you and I. Like, uh, we don't yeah. watch, and then then we peak, you know, when they play the Yankees yes. and that terrible yes. loss in the first game, but the good one in the uh, in the second game. And now they're playing a uh, lousy uh, St. Louis, who is always a great team, not so much this year. And uh, you know, St. Yeah, Louis. Pe- yeah, people are forgetting because the the Cardinals being shitty and Padres to a lesser extent being shitty. It's like the Mets are almost like outside of New York are kind of squeaking by. People aren't realizing how bad they've been. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, what is what do you think your favorite stadium is? I guess Shea is probably number one, but I should say aside from Shea, what yeah. is your favorite? Well, I have to MLB say again stadium? with Shea. I mean, I like it better than uh, City Field. City Field is beautiful, but Shea there yeah. was like this energy and it was such a dump you know the old expression yeah maybe a dump but it's our dump and you felt yes. good about the stadium you're there and you were the way you were like jammed in they had those railings all around you you know it's really something else but really my favorite stadium and it'll always be and i hope they never knock it down oh we're gonna do a new one fenway i think fenway is amazing talking about energy the look the feel the smell of the place, everything about it, outside the stadium, the people, and they're fantastic. When you and I went to uh, uh, Fenway Park with Mom, uh, uh, a couple times we went, but they liked us. We were Met fans wearing Met hats, as long as we're not Yankee fans, even though they think Bill Buckner in the back of their head, but uh, they made it through (laughs) the Bill Buckner times, but that's a great place. How about you? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think Fenway as well. I mean, it has a charm that other stadiums don't have. And I think 
Wrigley had the facelift of having the jumbotron and 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 all the screens and everything as they needed to, and Fenway did as well. But for some reason, Fenway it doesn't look weird where the where Wrigley Field to me looks like a, a older woman who got bad plastic surgery. Like right, it, right. There's something not right in the outfield, and I know. Yeah, I'm not that crazy about. I mean, I mean, sure, it's great, it's iconic, but nothing like Fenway. I mean, that's a yod for sure. You know, everything yeah. about it. You know, win, win, yes. win. And also, I do like uh, San Francisco. I think that's a, a yeah. tremendous place. A beautiful all around the food. Now, food's really important when you go to a, a baseball game. You want to eat. You want to pig out, and they they have fantastic food in uh, San mm-hmm. Francisco. Of course, that whole city does, but. Uh, what a great stadium yes. for sure, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, other ones. Seattle is, is a great place. Uh, yep, Seattle is a great place. And then uh, the Marlins Stadium. We always had good times there because, as you mentioned, we were sitting pretty good at the, <laughs> the Marlins Stadium. And uh, and you could also hear a pin drop, so you could hear like uh, Jose Fernandez, you know, when he was in the dugout, or when Barry Bonds was the hitting coach. You could hear them and you could see them five feet away from us right and we'd, we'd yell out to the players and sometimes they give you a give you a look you know even at the old uh, marlins uh, stadium there that was dolphin stadium you know i yell out to ryan mm-hmm. church he looked like he wanted to kick my ass man remember that yeah right i think that was at i think that was at the spring training Men's oh it was spring training was at, oh that's a great stadium yeah, yeah i thought it was a, oh, yeah. i thought it was i think it was Tradition Field. Oh, yeah, yeah, Port St. Lucie. Clover Park now. Oh, yeah. Clover. Right. Port St. Lucie, yeah, exactly. See, I I have great memories of spring training, too, because I, I love the intimate feel, and obviously I got tons of balls signed. Do you think when you were a kid, was that not as common f- to get autographs from players, you, you, like signed autographs? You wouldn't. You, you just, I, I didn't have that one-on-one with the players, but then again, of course, you know, we're spoiled, you and I, you know, the way we would yeah. see baseball games. We were up front when I was a kid, you know, I was sitting, you know, in, in bad, bad seats, you know. It's weird, though, because you think that there would be less security and, like, you could have wandered down. But I just don't – I bet you could have spoken with the players more often then. But I don't think it was – I just don't think it was, like, the culture to get autographs on a baseball, right? You probably also couldn't buy like major league baseballs now you can go to dick sporting goods and buy major league baseball yeah i right? think you're right i think it, it it is different i think i think so you know yeah because we have like a few because i have a pretty decent um signed baseball collection and i think we have like um a bobby gritch ball that's on an american league ball that's right which is kind of unheard of because i don't I don't remember ever being able to buy a National League or America. Obviously, it wasn't really. Well, we were able to. When we were living in Fort Myers, they had um, the American League ball set and the National League ball set. And the American League ball, you know, was a little like lighter and had green writing. And uh, I think uh, Ray White uh, signed it, the commissioner of the American League. And I'm trying to think who was the, was it Bartlett? Uh, They separated. They had um, American League and a National. So it wouldn't be uh, Bartlett Giamatti. He'd be the uh, He'd be the commissioner yeah. of the entire uh, MLB. I'm not sure, but yeah. So you'd have the uh, two different balls and always make fun of the American League and any of my friends who are American League fans, I always make fun of them. And now, ha, 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 who has the last laugh? Yeah. It's the same thing. You're, you're the American League now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are the American League. That's bad. In the, in the same vein as that, I also, if you look at, you know, 1986 Buckner game, if you look in the stands, people are dressing casually. Obviously, it's not like, 
going to a game in the 50s where people are wearing top hats and suits, but you also don't really see jerseys. People no, maybe that's wearing Mets hats, I would say. Yeah. But I don't think, right? Like, you didn't, when you were a kid, you didn't have a Mets jersey. I never had a Mets jersey games? until you got me yeah. one uh, for my birthday a couple of years ago. <laughs> With my name yeah. on it and my age, but otherwise, hey, in, in in our defense, you cannot get the blue Mets jersey anywhere without, unless it's like big and tall, like right, four right. XL. It's the only way you can. And get you can't even get a you can't is. even get a jersey now with the uh, the great uh, city uh, skyline, the Mets logo no. on your on your sleeve. But that's what uh, that's, <laughs> that's what you that's want. The that's it. Yeah, I, I think maybe once Nike took over, things changed because now it's just straight up a Nike logo, and that's thanks it. for that's the swoosh. Got, okay, the swoosh. Yeah, yeah. that's air. That's what they should do. Uh, an air two, the movie. Right, air, <laughs> creating the jersey. Right, that's good. See, <laughs> yeah, get get busy. Um, get to get 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 on that. You know, yeah, I'll start writing. Yeah, right, right. exactly. Right you know, yeah, I I don't. It's funny how jerseys, probably in the nineties, I imagine became popular. Like, hey, we're gonna start selling jerseys for. Right. I think so, because that's when you'd see, like, Frank Viola jerseys. You'd see that, and, uh, you know, uh, Gary Carter retro ones, you know, from uh, uh, 86. You know, they come up in the 90s. You know, Keith Hernandez was a big one. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a very good observation when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I hadn't thought about that before. And also the jerseys. Now, I think the, the T-shirt jerseys, you know, and I had a David Wright one, the ones that are just T-shirts and it says Mets and as. It's like a jersey, just a t-shirt for Yes. Um, I think those are not as popular now. You don't see those too often as the jersey anymore. You just see a jersey, I feel like. I think it was popular when I was a kid. But I, I feel like it's jersey or normal t-shirt or bust. I don't think you see the jerseys as often. But would you wear a Scherzer jersey? I would not, unless it was free. I would not, because you know he's he's going to be gone pretty soon, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's funny. He has a um, an opt out after the season. Now, there's no way the guy's leaving forty three million yeah. if he continues to pitch how he's pitched. There's no way the guy's leaving forty three million on the table to sign a one year deal with the Nats or something. Right. Like exactly. So, right. So he's going to be on the Mets next year, guaranteed. I would say. Yeah. Um, unless he's like has an ego and he's like this Mets team sucks and I want to go to a contender I don't know but um I don't think that's his vibe but I think he likes money and I wouldn't I wouldn't leave if I start if I I started to suck at pitching I wouldn't leave that money on the table either no never leave money on the table it's really a bad mood you move you know that right yeah that's right yeah 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 um are there any uh are there any baseball stadiums or baseball experience th- experiences that you still want to check out? Obviously, you've been to tons of stadiums and you've watched all types of baseball. Are there any experiences you're like, oh, I want to go to a World Series game or something? Any type of experience. You know, it's funny because, like, I know I'm never going to get, like, those um, of the Mets get into the World Series. I'm never going to get, like, the seats sure. that, uh, you know, we've had, you know, because those are really yeah. tough to get. And I'm always like... Well, I'm more uh, comfortable watching it in the comfort of my uh, right. living room, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't really have a, an experience I want. I want to complete uh, and go to all the uh, baseball stadiums across the country. That's the most important experience for yeah. me. But no, no, nothing. I mean, we've had so many funny experiences over the years. There's such great memories. So many gr- great things have happened. And, they're, you know, funny uh stadiums like uh where we're thinking of going to a uh, bush stadium in august the when uh, one, yeah, yeah the new one right we were at the old one and we 
We were royalty at the old one, working in radio in St. Louis at the time. I was in the tunnels, and I met Ozzy and Bernard Gilkey, and Joe Torre was the manager, and Tom Pagnazzi, the catcher, who was on my show Mm -hmm. on Fridays. And, you know, it was really, really uh, a a lot of fun going to those games because they love baseball. But, like, uh, we we brought your uh, grandma to a a baseball game. I was waiting for this story. Yeah, you know that was coming, and she. She was used to like Ebbets Field and Shea Stadium, and she'd go, "Oh, these people in St. Louis—they're so well behaved. They're different than New York fans. <laughs> yeah, pretty much different." And you know, so sure. many funny things happened. Like she was eating a hot dog, and part of the hot dog dropped uh, between uh, someone's <laughs> shirt. And we were all hysterical. You know, funny stuff. Yes. You know, <laughs> happens when you go to baseball games. Good. But you know, yes. and then the people like it, it, it's great. Sometimes you go to a game and people have conversations with you and they, you know, like the know-it-all baseball fans. And I I don't claim to be a know-it-all baseball fan. I'm just a fan, but -hmm. people always talk to us about teams. And that's a funny experience too, when we go to uh, games and, you know, making fun of the the players' names, yelling it out, you know, and people, you know, getting a kick out of that and fooling around with the people. But uh, the people I'd ask questions sometimes uh, that, that drives me crazy because I don't know the answer. Why are you asking me? You look like I'm not expert, Steve Gelb. Yeah. What are you asking me for? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think because most of our experiences have been not going to Mets games necessarily uh, because we never lived in New York. Um, or I never we never lived together in New York. So I think us being the outsider going to another stadium and seeing other Mets fans, we stuck out like a sore thumb. So people were like, we've got to talk to this Mets guy, you know? So I think people were just like... Well, that's true. We we brought attention. Also, we were loud, too. You were saying, like, St. Louis, that they're well-behaved there. It's like, well, we still bring the New York energy when we go of to course. Cincinnati or whatever. Of course, but, but, but you were very fortunate. You went to, I think, four Shea Stadium games in your uh, tenure of ba- yes. being a baseball guy, right? And uh, Yes, four or five. Ma- four? Is it four? I think Atlanta, New York yeah. Yankees, um, Seattle, Oakland. Yeah, so right. you went to four. Yeah, four, right? You're yeah. three for four, right? Uh, three for four. Yeah, they lost See? the Seattle one. Johan Santana gave up a grand slam to the pitcher Felix Hernandez. Yeah, amazing. But the first game you went to at Shea Stadium was uh, the Mets and the Braves, and John Rocker got on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, and we were on the subway after the Mets pulled it out. Uh, in the end, and everybody was going crazy on the uh, yes. seven train, which was so much fun. Really, that's baseball. Yes. You know, it is. Yeah, it's funny because I remember that game well because there was one big Braves guy there, and he got into like a fight with like five, like New York City dude, like got five guys from Queens, clearly, and like the cops like arrested those guys, but they got into like actual like. Fist oh yeah. Fight, I think. Oh yeah. That's my memory of it is that it was actual fist fight. Yeah. One guy versus like four or five guys. Yes. Yeah. And on, and that was yeah. a great great experience because I at the time I mostly knew like the Marlins games and stuff and the freaking Dolphins stadium. So it was like opposite experience of that. Totally, you know. But even on the 7 train, you know, they're all Met fans there. Everyone's going crazy. What a great win and there's a couple of Braves fans wearing Braves shirts. <laughs> Everybody's looking at them. We're going to kill you, man. You're a yeah. Braves fan. So, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun when you go to a game like that, you know? Do you remember going to games in the 60s and, and 70s? Um, do you think it's become more acceptable to boo? Or do you think that was always... Because, I, like, I, I, when you see highlights, I obviously will see 86 highlights or 69 highlights. No reason to boo. 
But the bad Mets teams, were the Mets fans booing guys? Uh, I don't know if that's a dumb question, but it's like I feel like that's common now. Like Vogelback's getting booed, Scherzer's getting booed. But was Greg Jeffries getting booed in the late 80s? Yeah, you're right. Like I don't really recall that. Um, if they had a bad game, a bad outing from a pitcher, I don't recall booing. As much, I guess people are ruder now, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the, uh, the birth of social media and people being able to just be mean on online that they're like, Oh, we can be mean in person at the stadium. But for some reason, I, I, I feel like it was not, it certainly wasn't as commonplace in Brooklyn. I'm sure, uh, when your dad was going to games at, uh, at Ebbets field, but I, I don't think it was as common as it is now. And it is definitely more a Boston uh, New York, L.A. to a lesser extent thing. I still don't think St. Louis, even though they're having a horrible year, I don't think Goldschmidt and Arenado are getting booed in, at Bush Stadium. I would be surprised. No, I, I agree with you totally, yeah. 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 It, it's definitely the, the rougher city's going to have that happening, you know, for sure, with the uh, the people going. and uh, But that, that's what makes it a lot of fun. It really does. There's some yes. the, the, the funny shouting and, you know, making fun of someone wearing, you know, uh, if you see somebody wearing a, an old jersey, oh, he's wearing a Lastings Millings jersey or something like that, you know? So, right? And that's that's, yes. like, that's kind of funny stuff, you know? Like, why are you wearing that? You shouldn't wear that jersey, you know? So I always yes. get a kick out of uh, the uh, the fan response and the, uh, the energy of going to a baseball game, especially in those uh, rowdy cities. Well, Chicago, they yeah. would do the booing as well a little bit. I think they're a little tamer there. Yeah. Because they still have the Midwest energy, you know? I, I I don't know. I don't know if they will do it to the extent of Mets, Yankees, Red Sox. Well, it's I true. When, when we went to Wrigley Field and, and they destroyed the Mets, like, what, 18 to 7 or something like that, I stood up at Wrigley Field. We were sitting pretty good. <laughs> I gave the finger to the <laughs> Wrigley Field, and then the Cubs fans are going, come on, man. Like, oh, I'm disrespecting your Wrigley Field, you know? Yes. But if I did that at Shea Stadium, dead man. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Probably fit. Probably Fenway, too. You, we don't disrespect that place. If this stadium and you gave it the finger, like, it would be it would total fist. Oh, yeah. Easy. Exactly. Easy, for sure. Is there you? You've obviously mentioned a lot of, a lot of old players. But is there a player that you remember, Mets or not Mets, that you think is an underrated player that does not get the acclaim that he deserves? Well, you know, I, my my favorite, you know, is number twenty one, Cleon Jones, and I think Cleon Jones should have his number retired at uh, City Field, and it really he always made things happen, and he was such a great baseball player. So many fantastic pictures of him in those championship games and he he was always there for the team and even today Cleon is so helpful with uh his uh building homes I guess it's not really Habitat for Humanity it's a uh, in Mobile uh, Alabama he he yeah, has a program he, yeah, he, he, yeah he builds homes for like um underserved areas I think right and he's in his 80s now right. I think right seven or late 70s and and he's building homes getting on roofs and stuff he's like oh I can't make this Mets event I'm building homes but so. he's so funny when Very he cool. yeah when he tells stories you know he's yes. just such an amazing and really think about where he grew up in Mobile Alabama all the iconic baseball players uh from there and what he did for the New York Mets is outstanding really you always felt good he was number three in the lineup you know he hit well. I wish there was a Cleon Jones on the New York Mets today. See, I, I look at him as a very underrated player. I'm, in fact, I remember when I was a, a 
young guy in elementary school, I read his book that my mom took out for me from the library with the Dewey Decimal System. Remember that? The Dewey Decimal System, you know, she took out <laughs> the library. And uh, what a great book, I mean, to hear about his life and his wife, Angela Jones. Yeah, I, I love that guy. And, of course, you know, Kuzmin also uh, just at, at that time a favorite pitcher. But, no, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm all Met-focused, you know. So, Met-focused, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not going to go, well, you know. Uh, no Harold Baines? No, right, no. exactly. Fantastic <laughs> ball player, but, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm Met-focused uh, all the way, you know. Yes, so. yeah, no. Uh, yeah, me too. How about you? What's uh, who's who's your uh, guy? Oh, underrated player. Well, obviously, mine's gonna. I'll probably lean more towards uh, early two thousands Mets that I remember growing up. But actually, no, I'm not going. I'm gonna go a little bit later. And a guy that's trying to make a comeback now. I think Daniel Murphy is an underrated Mets player because he was on bad Mets teams too, and he's also similar, I think, to Cleon and and Kuzmin, where he's famous in Metsland, but I don't think he had the longevity, even though he's trying to come back. He didn't have the longevity to make him a Major League Baseball name. But people forget how great he was going into the Nationals. He used to destroy the Mets for a couple seasons in the Nationals. So I think Murphy, even on those bad Mets teams, versatile, ran out every ball, similar to your Pete Rose thing. Like Remember, he would hustle, ground it yeah. out. Like I would hustle. He was a little bit of a bonehead, but... But uh, on defense, but <laughs> right. worked his butt off, and and he was also like a funny, weird, charming guy. So I think Murphy is more modern example. I think Murphy's an underrated. I agree. Player. I agree. I always liked yeah. him, you know. So we never complained about him, you know. So yeah. yeah. Is uh so after doing the podcast today, are you uh are you are you would you want to say bye to radio and just be podcast full time? Are you like are you podcast guy? Show now? me the money, <laughs> huh? Let me Jerry Maguire it right now. Yeah, that's right. You know? So it all depends on that. But no, you know, uh, I've been doing radio so long, but I enjoy doing a uh, podcast with you. You know so much, and you're a lot of fun. And I, I like Sammy too. Well, the, yeah, the Red right. Strider, Sammy, right? Like yeah. the Red Rocker. Well, yeah, he's very good. He's fired now. You shave, you give me a mustache and he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's you and I. We'll do it together. But, hey, we got to, you know, St. Louis will be interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. The people from, if they visit from St. Louis, they'll have a uh, real pizza, not the uh, St. Louis-style pizza. So they'll like that, you know. That's why I was concerned about going to uh, Bush Stadium. Uh, you know, besides the teams playing bad, you know, the food, not so much. You know, because yes. there are some stadiums, the food, not so much. Like Cincinnati, people go, oh, yeah, you know, the Ooh. skyline, chili. Come on, get out of here, you know. Compare that to San Total. Francisco. Even Fenway Park, you know, an old stadium. Fantastic food. The pizza rocks, yeah. everything about it. Even the chicken fingers are right there. <laughs> so, you know, it's true. Uh, the funny thing, what we mentioned uh, the Marlins Stadium, but... I feel like their food, they're like, oh, it's going to be great Cuban food. It's like, it's all, and it, and I feel like it's like plastic food. Yeah. That's like when you go to a model home, it's you know, yeah. the fruit basket sitting on the counter. It's like there's something not right about it there. Yeah. No, it, it's true. I mean, it looks great. It's clean. You're comfortable in the stadium. It's air conditioned. Even if you have a belly ache or something, the bathrooms are okay. Yes. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, I've been there. I know. I've been there. I don't want to say that, but I know. But uh, the, <laughs> okay. the, the stadium uh, is uh, fantastic. The food, not so much. And, you know, some of those games, not so much, you know, because there's always a, a, some sort of a problem with the Mets <laughs> at that stadium. Yes. Yeah. My most, my most surreal baseball moment is 
certainly going to the post Jose Fernandez I already mentioned once, but the post after Jose Fernandez is passing and us going, the Mets are in contention. They're that's their world series run year or their wild. I think 2016. Uh, so when they went to the wild card, yes. Mets are like, it's an important game for them. The Marlins are out of it already. And D Gordon hits that miracle home run off Bartolo Colon. And that was like a very surreal baseball experience. Yes. And even though the Mets had a win, it's, for the stake of the season, they could lose that game, and everyone was okay with it, and we accepted. So Jose, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surreal experience, uh, and that's a that's a even though it's a it's a non pro Mets one. That's a, uh, an important memory for me of a game that you and I went to was was that one, just because of how I don't know how heavy that game was to go to. It really was, you know, because he was such a great guy. He really fired up the crowd. Yeah. and seemed like a totally uh, affable uh, man, and. A uh, guy that you wanted to uh, have a conversation with, and he was. He was great with all the fans all the time. That's right. For yeah. uh, uh, an event in Miami, you have pictures with him, Stanton, and Yelich, right? Yeah, yeah. Yell for Yelich, right, exactly. And uh, Yell for Yelich. That's and right. wait, who, wait, wait and, and who was the manager at the time? So I was with him as well. Oh, was it Mike Redmond? Was it Redmond? Was it- Either Redmond or it was the GM who became uh, Dan Jennings. No, no, it wasn't Dan Jennings. Uh, it must have been Mike It was Redmond. Mike Redmond, yeah. Must have exactly. Because it wasn't Mattingly. It was before Mattingly. It was before Mattingly, right, exactly. Because yeah. you would have, yeah, you would have remembered if you met him. Hey, we're doing good. We're talking about NL East teams, the only ones uh, Look at we that. didn't mention. Did believe it. it or not, Smell-Adelphia. The, that's right. We even mentioned the Nationals. That's right. The hated Phillies, no mention. Uh, Atlanta came up, and no mention of the Phillies, and that's a – I'll tell you, that's a decent stadium, but the hatred between the New York Met fans and yes. Philadelphia fans, I mean, is it, it, it's but, scary when you go there. But they're so close, both uh, cities. But there's there's a hatred, you know, uh, everything about that team. I call, you know, I, the food's great in Philadelphia, but, you know, we, we call them the smellies, you know, Smelladelphia, yes. you know, that's that's <laughs> the thing. So there. Well, also, I, I mean, we went there when I was like 12 or 13, and they were like yelling horrible things at us. I, that's my recollection. Cursing at us, like, yeah. Because you're a Met fan. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure it works both ways. I'm sure f- young Phillies fans that go to City Field, I'm sure. Oh, they, they get killed, get, yeah. But they don't. But, well. but you know what? Doubtful they, they venture to New York City. Ooh, the big city. They're, yeah. big, <laughs> they're big shots in Philadelphia but when it comes to Queens. Not so much, I guess. I don't that's, know. <laughs> that, that's true. I do feel like more Mets fans go down go down to Philly and they get pretty rowdy when the Mets are winning down right. there than, than vice versa. Right, right. I true, think. true. I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're the RC Cola uh, for for a city fields coke right, right exactly exactly I do know see that stadium I think does I don't remember what we had there when we went there but I think that stadium does have good food and I rem I remember speaking with someone that we had on the podcast who was a Philly guy and he said that they have a surf and turf cheesesteak which is mm. I think it's crab meat and cheesesteak meat. <laughs> Um, and whiz and everything. Would you do the surf and turf? I would, but that's totally a, a stoner delicacy, no doubt. I yes. mean, really, when you think yes. about it. But 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 I would do it because I like them both both together. I don't know, but yes. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'd even try those hamburgers on those Krispy Kreme donuts that you uh, see. Oh yeah, that sounds all right. Is that, is that a Philly or is that? A minor I don't. League? I think it's a minor league. The minor league always uh, does that kind of yeah. stuff with food. They got to do the, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, it's also in in areas that would do do that. 
that, right? <laughs> that's true. Reno's all about that. that that's I'm sure. true. In, in Syracuse, the Mets play. They do the uh, garbage plates up there. Probably yes. uh, pile a they bunch of crap do. on there. And yeah, yeah. Rochester Red Wings probably also uh, do the garbage. Well, of course, plates. they definitely do that. They have garbage you plate night, and they you call them that. the garbage yeah. plates too. They have uniforms yeah. for that in Rochester. That's right. They do the they do the specialty. I am a fan of the of the weird minor league uh, team names, though. I like the. They have. I don't know if you know this. They have. Te- they have the jumbo shrimp. They have the trash pandas. The Montgomery uh-huh. biscuits. Like I like the kitschy. The kitschy names. I'm into yeah. for for teams. Bull Durham. Who serve- needs it, right? No, nah, <laughs> I think they may have. Did they change? They may have changed that. Name. Oh, really? They may have a silly name now too, because they did a mass brand change where they just made every team name ridiculous it's good for the families that's why it's a family uh, thing you know so yes. cute names you know the young kids get into it and then they wear the uniforms they get the hat you know you have the promotional items you know how it works how would you uh so uh i went to high school in nashville you live in nashville how would you so if the nashville sounds go away and they get a major league team would you lightly root for a Nashville Major League Baseball club, assuming they're like American League, no connection. To I, defi- I definitely, I uh, definitely would. I mean, I'm I'm a Met fan through and through. I'm not, you know, I can't stand when people change. You know, I used to be a Met yes. fan. No, I'm a Yankee I'm a fan. Yankee what are you, an idiot? Yeah. You don't do terrible. that. Who does that? That's like a terrible thing. So no, terrible. I'll always be a Met fan, even in these horrible times. I'm a Met fan all the way. Mm-hmm. My memories too much embedded in my head. Uh, but yeah, I would. I mean, I'd be like, cool. Like, oh, wow, that's a good team. I went to the stadium, great stadium, a lot of fun. Hopefully, they'll be an American League team. They probably will because there's a lot of National League ball around Nashville, right? So I would think, even yeah, though it's the same sure. thing. There we go again. You know, same thing. That's the theme of the podcast today. Is it's the same <laughs> same thing? thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very funny. Um, well, I had a great time. Thank was, you for joining hey, me today. Thank, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you, uh, Sam, for letting me uh, in to uh, be the co-host uh, of Brandon. And if you need me again, I'm happy to uh, do it again with you. Yeah, I think he's gone for for a little bit, so maybe we'll do a part two. But yeah, I didn't realize it's the Father's Day episode. Just Perfect that's right. Man. Like when we went to that special thing in Nashville many years ago, Dave Winfield yes. did a Father's Day reading, and we watched him at the. I think it was the uh, Symphony, right? It was the Symphony, and. How about this? I think today is actually the anniversary of that because I saw something, I believe, on Twitter of the Kirk Neuenheis walk-off Grand <sighs> Slam, which was that day because, remember, we we went to that game and we were like, oh, the Mets are going to lose against the Cubs. We checked the score. The Mets won. I remember. Uh, Kirk Neuenheis, underrated match. That's right. <laughs> Kirk Neuenheis Grand Slam. So I think today is actually the anniversary. How about that? That's amazing. Wow. Great memory. Serendip- yeah. Serendipitous. That's right. Serendipitous all the way. Very cool. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed um, it. And, uh uh, let's go Mets. I hope things uh, turn let's around and let's go NL East. It is the, uh, yeah, NL feast. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sam's gone. Wait, I don't need to pretend. Oh, that's right. You, you do like say, Oh, I really like that Marlins game. Yeah, no, oh, you didn't. Marlins looking right. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Billy Marlins. Solaire's looking good. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. So. Um, well, happy Father's Day. I love Thank you. you. I love you, Brandon. Thank podcast. you. You're the best son. I appreciate it. And, uh, let's play ball. Yeah.